I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, episode 457. It's just me tonight, as it always should be, as it always has been, as it always will be. All right, that's not true. Terry Miller is on an airplane somewhere, flying to Portland? I don't know. Portlandia, where the dream of the 90s is still alive. If you haven't watched Portlandia, the first two or three seasons are really, really good. But... Originally, up until about an hour ago, it was going to be me and Ricky Waisaki, because Ricky won this past weekend at the Cascade Challenge. Unfortunately, Ricky notified me about 45 minutes ago and said, sorry, got to cancel. I forgot I'm doing the some sort of Jomez Pickleball Challenge tournament. I don't know if it's something that's going to be recorded and played, or if they're just playing on the side for fun. Jonathan is, Jonathan Gomez is a big pickleball fan, and a lot of people on the Pro Tour are giant pickleball people. So unfortunately, he messaged me about 45 minutes ago and canceled out on me. So it's just me tonight. It sucks, too. I was all really excited to looking uh, to, to getting a chance to talk to Ricky. It's been a while since we've had him on. He's been hurt. He comes back. He says he's at 100%. Wins the Cascade Challenge. Kind of comes back from behind a little bit. I think he was down one or two strokes going into the final round. So if you're a pro that's out there right now and you'd like to join the show, just message. I'll get you on. Find a way. Come on the board. Message and say you want to come on. If Hannah Macbeth is out there hiding, I know Paul is uh, over overseas right now. He's in Estonia. Hannah, you're always welcome on the show. I was going to reach out to Hannah, but I thought she's on the East Coast and it's an hour later there. It's 10 o'clock. I, I wouldn't want to keep her up another hour or two. That wouldn't be very nice. So... Tim Quartz asks if the the name I called this podcast was John Solo, if it's in relation to Han Solo. I mean, rugged good looks. It's like Harrison Ford. I mean, clearly, I'm I'm in like an Indiana Jones on the side. 
But we're, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the Cascade Challenge. We're going to get into some of the Masters talk. We had a Masters major go on this weekend. And I feel like it's probably going to be breezed over on a couple different other podcasts. But you know us here. We're, we're always concerned about the old guys and old gals. Not really. They know they don't matter. But they did matter this weekend. First, let's talk about the Discrafts Cascade Challenge. That's kind of hard to say. Discrafts Cascade Challenge, presented by Grip EQ. That's over in Washington State. And as I said, my guest who canceled out, Ricky. That's okay. Ricky Wysocki wins this one by shooting 29 under par, besting the field by three strokes, beats Matt Bell, Evan Scott, James Conrad, who was, I believe, in the lead going into that final round. Unfortunately, uh, James shot only a five down, and Ricky came back with an 11 down. Scorching. Not quite the course, hot on the course. That was Matt Bell at 12 in second place. But James falls down to fourth place. Fifth place was Eagle McMahon, who I didn't even expect to play at this event, to be honest. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that just kind of bailed off, even though they registered. There were a few of them, quite a few of them for this event. But Eagle plays. I think Eagle's still got to get in. Got to get in, as I throw that in some air quotes, the the silver events if he wants to. I guess he doesn't need to because he's qualified for the Pro Tour finale now. If you win, no, he no, I'm sorry, he didn't win an elite event. He won the Beaver State Fling, which is a silver. You have to win an elite event to automatically be qualified for the Pro Tour finale. So Emerson Keith is automatically qualified. Even if he doesn't play another event, he is qualified at the last spot or wherever his points would put him. So. We'll see. So Eagle playing that silver event. Uh, in fifth place, tied with Eagle, was Anthony Barella and Yuna Heinenen. In eighth place, Andrew Marweed. We need to get back to the East Coast for Andrew. I, I feel like he, you know he's a 1032, 1033-rated player that I feel is his talents are being wasted right now. He's on the, I feel like this West coast swing, it clearly doesn't suit him. The, the, the massive distances, which we'll get into for the Portland open shortly. Just don't do him justice. Uh, Connor O'Reilly in a huge tie for ninth with a lot of other guys. Um, it was Connor O'Reilly who we haven't talked about much this season. Cause he's kind of not performed very well. Garrett Gerthy, Isaac Robinson, Andrew Presnell, and Gavin Babcock, and Eric Oakley all tied for ninth place. Not a bad, not a bad turnaround. Uh, some disappointments this weekend. Gannon Burr, 21st at a silver event. I expect kind of top tens at silvers from Gannon. There were some guys up ahead of him that beat him that probably shouldn't have, so to speak. But that is your... Cascade Challenge, MPO side. Uh, is there anything specific we want to talk about on the MPO side? Um, for the Cascade Challenge, to be honest, I barely watched any of the event. I It was so nice this weekend, all throughout the Midwest. I spent a lot of time this weekend gardening. Uh, and not gardening as in, like, me and my hands and knees. It's building a new garden. So it was more digging up sod and moving it to some bare spots in my lawn, which I had, which was great. Reuse that. Um, and then just kind of shoveling and mulching and dirting and meh. I let my wife do all the design stuff. 
<laughs> uh, GPO Studio says, laughing at the camera framing here, leaving the left side vacant for Terry. Yeah, I didn't reframe the shot because I just didn't. I could I could angle it more. But the funny thing about that is there's two different desks here. There's two square desks, one in front of me, one in front of Terry. And then we've got the backdrop. So if I want to sit in the middle, I literally am squatting two desks. So I'm, I'm sitting right on the divide of two desks. So it's not super comfortable. And I'm just and the microphones would have to all be sh- shifted and adjusted. It 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 isn't because I miss my buddy here. I'm here with all my friends, but it is uh, it is just convenient for the the framing. K G U K G U says mulch talk again. I don't know a lot about mulch. I know that uh, my Jeep Cherokee can put about thirty bags of soil into it. Grand Cherokee. We've got a place around the corner that is going to go and grab so- uh, soil, topsoil for a garden, and drive it here. It was really easy. But we're not here to talk soil and sod and gardening. That's that's a different show. That's my that's the after 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 show early in the morning that we talk uh, we talk gardening. We're going to talk FPL results now for the Discraft Cascade Challenge presented by Grip EQ. Cat Merch takes this one down shooting. Five under par, best of the weekend, I believe, at this course. I think we saw a couple fours earlier in the weekend, but Cat comes out with a five and just kind of catches up. Similar to what Ricky did, honestly. She ends up at 11 under. Sayananda only shoots a one under that round and finishes at eight. Sai was in first place going into that final round. Had just a, I mean, I don't want to say a tough front nine, but... As Cat showed, holes one, two, and three are they're gettable. And so, where Cat went three down there, Cy went one over. There's your difference. The back nine is uh, you know a smattering of birdies and bogeys for most of the field, most of the top of the field. Cy just really couldn't get the the early game going and drops down a second. Holland Hanley shoots a three three under that final round to bump herself up to tied with Maria Oliva. Maria's a name that I, we're hearing more and more this year, and she made a big name for herself last year when she went on tour. She's made some social media posts very recently about conditioning and why she didn't perform well last year. I, I didn't necessarily equate it with conditioning, although there's a really good chance. It just felt like last year she would have one of those rounds that just just tanked her event. You know, she would shoot two nine sixty nine eighty rounds, but then come in with like a nine ten. And it just wouldn't, nothing worked for her last year. Not nothing. She did, she performed well, but she always had that one, kind of like what uh, Cole Radalin is doing this year. Cole's shooting some of the most amazing golf, but he can do it for only one or maybe two rounds. He's not able to kind of complete that event. Tied with Maria Oliva and Holland Hanley was Lisa Fakus. In sixth place was Emily Beach. Seventh place, Vanessa Van Dyken. Sneaky name lately. She's been performing really well. Seventh place this week. Uh, it is a silver event, so we don't have the full... You know, you don't have Missy. You don't have Paige. You don't have KT. Uh, no Own. We'll get to Own in a little bit. No Jen Allen. But Vanessa, just performing better and better. Love to see it. Allie Smith, consistent top ten. She was in eighth place. Ninth place, a name I don't really know that well, Danny Cleden. And in tenth place, uh, Luke Lorenzen. 
That was your top 10 for the Cascade Challenge, Discraft's Cascade Challenge, if you, if you really needed to know. Out on the board, we've got Spock Hazer, who says, guess what? It was his birthday today. It's probably still your birthday, depending on where you're at, unless you are maybe over in Europe. Then it's probably not your birthday anymore. Then it's late. But if you're in the U.S., it is still your birthday everywhere. And I'm going to wish you a regular smashy, a very happy birthday. Carney Schill says his is coming up this weekend during the Portland Open. Carney Schill says the FPO putting for round one was like a 50% C1X on the probably on the feature on the coverage card, the feature card. Now the feature card, as we all know, is just a smattering of players, some of which are maybe our top players. Some of them are names that are just hot on the tour right now. Uh, last week, I think we saw Carter Aaron. Yeah, I believe he was on a feature card as well after performing extremely well. He played okay. Let's move on. Actually, real quick, I want to talk about UDISC here and up at the top where it says Discraft Cascade Challenge. There's just Helsinki. And Helsinki, there's a name that I've been seeing a lot overseas right now, and it's Mari Vilman, V-I-L-L-M-A-N-N. I might be massacring that. It might not, There might not be a V. It might be a W or something. Vilman. I don't know how it's pronounced. But he, he's been winning. A lot. He won the first EPT. He won this Helsinki event. He's only 1,003 rated, but he's playing way better than that right now. He's beating established guys like Laurie Lettinen and Timu. Uh, those are the names I recognize so far. I don't, Silver didn't, uh, Yuha was on this list. Silver's not, I saw Silver was out. Uh, canoeing or kayaking with KT before she comes back over to the States. She made a social media post more or less saying that her month of May went by too fast and it's time for uh, her to return to the U.S. My guess is that we're going to see her for DDO. Because she's not registered this weekend. Yeah. Who is registered this weekend for the... Portland Open FPO player stats info. Eh, I don't know if it says here right now. Oh, no. Chris Tatar is registered this weekend. Wow. My mistake. I didn't realize she was registered this weekend. I thought she was taking one more weekend off. So she is coming. It is an Elite Series Plus event. The Portland Open this weekend, so which means points are worth more. I don't know. I, I don't really care, to be honest. These elite, elite, elite series plus majors, silver, uh, whatever. <laughs> like, just perform well, and you're going to make the finals. That's kind of how I feel. The, the the points. It's almost like whose line is that? Whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter when you're one of the top players. But Kristen Tatar is playing this weekend, so. I'm going to correct myself there. So if you take, don't take my advice for skip ace, apparently, uh, as well as obviously own Scoggins, Katrina Allen, Holland Hanley, Missy Gannon, Paige Pierce, Ella Hansen. Since we're talking about it, we'll go, we'll talk a little bit about the Portland open. 
at uh, Lendevere Park. It's presented by Latitude 64, which is another reason why Kristen's probably playing. Do we need to have so many long courses? Honestly, the courses, Glendivere looks beautiful. But you're talking, I think I saw an 11,000-foot course, almost 12,000 feet, and a 10,000-foot course. Really? Glendivere East and Glendivere West. Now, last year, Glendivere was one course. They've split it up. I've honestly seen some players complain online. And it might be subtly, maybe making comments about sore arms, shoulders. Uh, someone made a post of a uh, an animated GIF of an arm falling off of a skeleton. Uh, Cynthia Ricciotti was talking about the distance, the distances. And and let me be honest, like the distances are a lot. It's without seeing the courses yet, because now that we have an East and West course as opposed to the one course last year, which I liked, I enjoyed, but I think last year was like 13,000 feet or something ridiculous. I could go back on UDISC and look, but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm over long courses because I think we need them on the, on the tour, but man, it's, it's getting to be a bit. It's getting to be a bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm looking forward to that East Coast swing now. I've I've had my fill of giant bomber courses. So we'll see what happens this weekend. But smart money is on your big guys. Vinny, Ricky, Gannon, Eagle, Simon, maybe a double G. Put your money on those guys. Cole Radalin, I don't think he's going to win. Now that I say that, he probably will. But he's another guy who who crushes from the Northwest. FPO, long courses as well. I believe I saw 9,000-something and 10,000-something. So Ella, Holland, Page. I don't want to take own out of it, but... Because own... Now, Owen just got off a Masters win. I think it's like her fourth one, her fourth major. And that was a long week in the Northwest. And now she comes back to an Elite Series at four. Just a lot of golf. So I'll never count Owen out because she's a, <laughs> she's, a, uh, she's a fighter, 100% a fighter. It's hard. It would be hard to pick. I'd be really hard pressed to pick her for a top three this week. And that says a lot because everyone knows how much I love own. But Portland open. Come on, people. Do we need the distance? Do we do we really, really need this distance? Uh, Archambault says design over distance every time. Of course. And they can go hand in hand. Like Glendivere last year was really long, but it was a gorgeous course. And without being on the ground, without hearing what the pros are saying, it's hard to really judge a course. But, man, I I miss a player walking up and throwing a mid-range on the tee. Nobody, almost nobody does, unless the hole is under 300 feet. 
not until we get over to the East Coast. So it's, uh, it's a tough one. Not going to lie. I trust uh, Dustin Keegan, who put together Glendevere last year. I think he probably had some ha- some say in it this year. I think Jeff Spring did some work as well, maybe helped design it. I don't know. I don't want to step on anyone's toes or offend anybody. But I'll be curious to see how this Elite Series Plus event plays out because my understanding, and I haven't been involved in any of the media, is that they were supposed to do featured whole broadcasts. And obviously they're going to have Tournament Central, the uh, the conferences beforehand, all this stuff. We're going to see what we get from Disc Golf Network here this weekend with with this Elite Series Plus event. The plus makes it more. Plus what? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see what uh, what they're offering. Let me pull up the Masters event here because I want to talk about that. The Tim Selinski. All right, here's another hand, mouthful. The 2023 PDGA Tim Selinski U.S. Masters Disc Golf Championship presented by Innova. Is it is the Tim Selinski always presented by Innova? You almost think they have to, right? Tim was an Innova guy. It would be weird if he weren't. Um, the tournament director was Callie McMorrin. Callie becoming a big name on the Masters Tour. So this kind of ties right into it. Assistant tournament director, Rebecca Hall Duffy. It just says Rebecca Duffy, but she'll always be RHD to me. And in your MP40, a lot of people are talking about how the MP40 fields are getting more and more exciting. And I agree. I, I had Kale nailed for this one, but he took second place to Philo Brathwaite. Congratulations, Philo. Philo only rated 10-10 right now. Goes into a playoff with Kale. A playoff. And wins in extra holes. Taking home $6,800, which I believe is the, is the highest of his career. Kale in a sweet second place for 4700 I bet they split the money. That's not nearly talked about like it used to. But MP40 these days, those are some old school players. That's that's when you get to the uh, before the before the uh, the round. Although the money's kind of big right now, and you know, you're, the PDGA says you won sixty eight hundred, whether you split it or not. That's some tax implications right there. So I don't know if that I don't know if they would do that anymore. It used to be back in the day if you went to a playoff, you kind of had a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge with the guy next to you, and you were playing for a trophy. And everybody took home, you know, you would just split the money. That's just the way it was all the time. And it's less so these days. But Kale LaVisca takes second place after a tie with Philo. Again, Philo had a great round, um, or a great round three to come back. And then gets into the finals. Because he was down by a few and actually is what, two, three worse than Kale. So Kale kind of jumped up. It was a lot of shifting and moving around. But tied for third place, Stuart McIsaac? McIsaac. Wow. Come on, John. Get your lips together. Stuart McIsaac tied with Matthew Blakely. Fifth place, three-way tie with Dave Felberg, who we talked about last week. Chris Shotwell, 
one of the best names in disc golf. And Batman himself, Dutch Napier, the only guy with a Smashbox that I know with a Smashbox tattoo. Shout out to our boy Dutch. Forever. Forever a fan. Eighth place, Chris Sprague. Ninth place, Christian Dietrich. It's been a while since we've uh, talked about Christian Dietrich. And in 10th place, Tony Farrow. In the next four years, MP40 is going to get even, I mean, even more interesting. We've already got guys like Shasta and Matt Dollar who qualify, Bobby Music. I'm reading down the list. Those are all phenomenal players, but imagine when we're going to start to see Nate Sexton drop in and a few of the other guys who are starting to push the upper limits of our MPO field. Now everyone says, oh, wait 10 years, it's going to be really exciting. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I don't buy it in general, even in five years. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch them because I played with these guys. I know these guys. They're all old school players, but let's be honest in, in five or seven or eight years, we're going to have, we're going to see the kids right now who are 10, 11, 12, who've been playing for years already are, who are pushing our sport to new heights. And and they're going to make the MP 40 look like their MP 40. It's going to be a good problem to have. And as I said, FP 40 field of 10, Own Scoggins wins $2,300 over Jen Allen, Holly Finley, Sarah Hokum, Zoe Andike, Jenny Umstead. Congratulations. Actually, it was funny because we talked to Jen Allen last week about the different courses, a tight course and a long course. And the first two rounds really did play out like that. Uh, Jen Allen had a a one-stroke lead on the longer course over Own. Then they get to the wooded course, and Own demolishes the field. I think she bested the field by four strokes. Yeah, everybody by four strokes. And the next one was Holly Finley, who is known as a a woods a woods golf player herself. And the third round, Own and Jen tie. And then in the finals, Own just goes ham. Shoots forty nine. She averaged nine ninety this weekend. And that was because her first round was 969. Otherwise, she went 1020, 993, and 1010. Seriously. This was, I, I'm going to steal this from Statmando. Maybe it was PDJ Stats. I don't know. I saw it. This is the highest four round event that Owen's been rated at, at 990. She's never shot 990 at a four round event or higher. So, congratulations to Owen. As everyone says, she's got fight in her that we won't realize. <laughs> we won't realize for years till we look back and go, holy crap, look what Own Scoggins did. Look what some of these FP40 women did in FPO is what we're going to say. You know, your Own Scoggins, your Jen Allen, even Sarah Holcomb when we get to the, more of the East Coast. Sarah is, again, a woods technician. Uh, MP50. Johnny McRae. A year ago, this man was on his deathbed. A year ago. And now he's shooting 1030 golf to win MP50 over Robert Bainbridge. I I give it up to Johnny. Every time I see him, he's a phenomenal human. 
love him to death. But what what a everyone thinks owns a fighter. Johnny McRae, that guy's a fighter. And, and it's great to see him on his feet again. FP50 racking up another major, Juliana Corver. Um, it's it's not a pro major or an open major, we'll say. But an FP50 major shooting 200 par, beating the field by 23 strokes. It's a It was a small field. Patrick, now we're in the 55s at this point now. So, Patrick Brown, oh, that would have been a great, Johnny McCray would have crushed him based on ratings, it looks like. But who knows, Patrick Brown had strokes just to give. Patrick Brown wins uh, MP55 by, sorry, eight strokes over Michael Wirth, Blake Trezin, Jerry Randall, FP55, Sandy Gast, shout out to Sandy, MP60, Peter Sontag, old school. West Coast guy out of uh, Castro Valley, California. I've chatted with Pete once or twice, long time ago. FP60, Pamaflage, Pam Renke. MP65, Mark Horn. MP75. Now, now these are the guys and, and gals that were winning uh, Masters when I was coming into the field. Bruce Sisson, MP80, no one else but Pete May, MP80, and that guy will still handily crush all of us at table tennis. Congratulations, Pete May. Cashing for $1,000. Is that Pete May's first cash? That can't be his first cash. Pete May's been a a non-professional for many, many years. He always was an AM player. He played, but he would turn down cash. No, he did. I'm sorry. He did cash last year. He cashed for 650 last year. So. But Pete May, take it home $1,000. And then we got some of the amateurs. Uh, MA40, JB. Bowersfeld. Way to go. Janae Chani, uh, FA40, and everyone else you can go down and read. Shout out to everyone who's out there playing. Uh, it's, it's great. That's all I'm going to say. It is great to see these players continue to excel at their sports. And again, Patrick Brown could still be cashing in open. Johnny McRae, top 20s in open for sure. Kale still almost winning events this year. Philo hasn't been on the MPO scene. And he's been doing more broadcast and media and stuff like that. But, I mean, Philo's still a cashing pro if he wanted to go out there and play. Carney Schill says the secret is diet and stretching. You're not wrong. Uh, Jake Miller says, any update if McCray will be punished for his Champions Cup incident with Kyle Klein? I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, Jake. I'll have to I'll have to dig into that. I have not heard anything. So, whatever that may be, I don't know. 
Citizen says Philo is the goat of broadcasting and should be the should be on the number one team. We don't really have a number one team. It's it's just different teams. Ian and Philo tend to work well together. Terry and Nate work well together. Charlie and uh, Brian work well together. And now I'll, I'll say Charlie hasn't really done. I think he did one elite series event. He'll get to do some majors later this year. There, but there really isn't a number one team. And I, I've grown to like Philo as a commentator more and more. When I first heard him, I didn't like him. Honestly, I, I like him as a person. We <laughs> There's some some nights at the memorial many, many years ago that uh, that would not shall be spoken of with Philo. And I remember a night in Charlotte after USDGC. A lot of fun. Philo's great. I didn't love him in the booth at first, but he's grown on me. I think he's gotten better. He still says some silly words, and he has a tendency to kind of overcorrect his his host a little bit. As someone says, you need to be more like water. <laughs> Just go with the flow a little bit. But overall, I like Philo's insight. He he does, you know, if you're out there in the morning, he'll be walking the course, getting notes. Uh, he he is he is one of our better. Uh, commentators. That is your... Those are your major winners. Major, major winners. I'm not going to lie, folks. I ain't got a lot to talk about tonight. What should we talk about? Disc golf related. Is there other, is there any pros that want to join the show? <laughs> uh, not you, Dust. I appreciate always the offer. You're always throwing it out there, but I'm looking for an interview. Looking, you know, not just to sit and chat because I can do that on my own. Lord knows I can talk. Lordy, Lordy knows I can talk. Let me f- pull up the chat board here. Uh, Spock says, Philo's winning speech this weekend was great. Very respectful. Philo is a student of the game. He is, he's, he's a great guy. There's no questioning it. Uh, Schwebe got win 370 this week. I've stopped counting Schwebe's wins once he gets to 400. When Schwebe gets to 400, that's 30 more wins. That should be by September. <laughs> no, uh, it'll probably be next year. July? Next year, August, I'm going to say. That's 30 weekends. 30 out of 52? Shelby likes to double up sometimes. But I, I, I think that would be a, a pretty good guess. Next July, next August-ish. Alfred asks, do I think the Masters Tour will grow into something big? Do I think the Masters Tour will grow into something big? That's tough to say. I don't have a lot of faith that it will. And not for lack of trying by Callie. I think she's doing all the right things. I just don't know if there is the bandwidth for a master's tour yet. And this could be, I mean, it depends when you mean grow into it. 
will, will this will what she's doing right now grow into a, a big tour over the next five ten years? Maybe will she bail out on this Masters tour and somebody else pick it up in five seven eight years? Maybe there is better golf to be had than Masters in Europe right now. The EPT, the ET, or the whole Euro Tour, the 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 Prodigy Disc. Pro Tour, whatever they want to call that, the D-D-P-D-P-L-M-N-O-P. I have no clue. But, and that gets almost, I don't say almost no views, because there's Disc Golf Stream over there, and we talk a little bit about Europe in a moment here. But that is better golf being played I would say in the top 10 players than the masters right now. And it doesn't get nearly the eyeballs that we get here. Is there some sort of uh, preference to American players, people that we know? Is it cooler when we see Kale and Philo and Sexton and we'll just say someday maybe Doss or whatever, all playing in MP40? Yeah, that is cooler. But, I mean... The European tour to me kind of feels like it feels more like what the silver series should have been. It feels like a feeder tour. We're looking at the guys over at the EPT and the ET, and I look at them and say, next year, the top two to three guys will probably, and maybe women, will come over here and play. And they're going to be your Linus Carlsons, your Yuna Heinenens, your Vinyl Makalas. That is. That's what I treat and look at the EPT as. Now, it's its own tour. I hope it succeeds. I hope it does well. But the money is in the Disc Golf Pro Tour right now. So a lot of those guys are probably kind of hoping to make it big to come over. It's just the way it works. And the money, there's limited money in Disc Golf. So it's going to take the master. I don't think the Pro Tour is going to be big for another five or six or seven, eight years bigger. I think we've kind of hit a plateau right now. I don't see. And when I say plateau, I mean regular growth that we used to be at. I don't think we're, we're clearly not on the same accelerated scale as we were during COVID that has slowed way down. But at this rate, it's just going to take a long time for the masters tour to, uh, to come around. Although it would be kind of cool to see a, a coordinated tour. There's just not the money, and it, it, it's really hard. Like I said, limited money. People want to go – the sponsors want to go where the eyeballs are, and that is the pro tour right now. But I do hope Cali continues, and it gets better and better and better. Spock says, it's great to see Al Hermosillo on coverage again. Uh, Lefty Al? Got to see a lot of him the last 10 years, 15 years here in the Midwest. He's an Illinois guy. Yeah, he was doing really well that first round. I think he kind of out later. But, I mean, I like watching Al play. He's, he can't keep up with Kale and Philo. Just, that would have to be the weekend of his life. But Al, Al's a good player. All 
Archibald Bunker says, frankly, I don't get the chance to see Masters Golf. It's always DGPT. I like the guy. I like everyone at the DGPT. But the other thing to think is, if there's a profit to be made in Masters, who do you think is going to do it? Like, similar to what, the way I see it going is very similar to what happened to the national tour. Let's say Cali gets something going. And if the pro tour doesn't come in and work with her or buy her out and there's money to be made, the pro tour will put the money in and the players will go to where the money is. It's capitalism. That's how it works right now. The pro tour is the, you know, a thousand pound gorilla in the room. They can kind of, I don't say do what they want, but they've got a lot of influence and power. And a lot of that comes with money. They've got a staff. Cali doesn't have a staff. It's Cali. So if there's money, if there were money to be made in masters, I could see the pro tour stepping in and doing a masters tour. I think it's in their long, long, long term plans. But we're not talking, I mean, eight to ten years? Who knows? Carney says he wants the pickleball player, or the COVID players, to go back to playing pickleball. I'm sure the pickleball players, probably the original pickleball people, are like, oh, these COVID converts can't. Just There's so many of them. I can't get on my course, my court. Ugh. Eh. There's room for everybody in both sports. Yanni Malay says there's less than 50 1030 plus rated players in the world. Best of the best. But we're going to see the we're going to see those numbers go up. I really think we will. And I was having a conversation with somebody about what it takes to be on tour. And I think they were like a thousand rated golfer and had uh, kind of had hopes and aspirations of being on tour. And I, f- I flatly just said, that's great. Keep up, keep trying. But a thousand rated player shouldn't be on tour unless you have some sort of phenomenal online presence because you're not going to make it. You're not going to cash. You'll cash couple times a year at best. If you want to be on tour, I truly think 1020 is that number. 1020 rated player can cash most weekends on the pro tour. And then you can get by on the silver events where maybe you could make a little extra money, but that's a grind. Anyone less than 1020? Hmm. I, I just, if you're not on the tour already, or again, have a really phenomenal social presence then you got to have a shtick. <laughs> Quadzilla says, I thought the guest's name was John Solo based on the, the title. No, there. although there is someone online on uh, Twitter I follow whose last name is Solo. Who's a disc golfer. That's the only reason I follow him on Twitter. Tim Court says a thousand was good five years ago. 
yeah, a thousand was good five years ago. It still wasn't really winning events, but it was good. It might have been able to kind of barely keep you on tour. I and I hate to pick on him, but I always think of someone like Eric Oakley. Eric Oakley's what, like ten, seventeen rated? Gosh, I need to go look now. And I'm not picking on it. I'm not picking on Eric by any means because I like Eric and I think he's got, you know, he's he's a really nice guy. But how is he really making it on tour? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Eric Oakley is currently... 2019, so he's right at that level. He finished tied for ninth for $1,192. You know, Gavin Babcock, 1,012. You know, sponsored by Discmania. Eric has got an open bag. Now, Eric obviously has a great social media, and I think that's how he supplements that. That and Tina with whale sacks, and you know, I think Tina's got like 12 other businesses she runs, uh, maybe pottery and gardening down in Pensacola. But it's got to be tough when you're taking home three, four hundred dollars, maybe a weekend, maybe if you're lucky. You're traveling and you're living out of a van. I, I don't know. Like just, just looking at and again, not picking on him. I mean, it's not bad. Eric Oakley, three hundred, nine hundred, seven hundred. Last couple of weeks have been good for him. Twelve, 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 almost three twelve hundred. Dollar rounds or uh, events, but and again, Eric Oakley is a thousand and nineteen. I think that's again almost the bare minimum at this point. If you if you want to start out fresh on tour, you should get to about that point. Yeah, Nate Perkins is nine ninety seven, but Nate Perkins also does a lot of extra things on the tour. Not only is he working for the Disc Golf Pro Tour, I believe he does lessons. He is a a manager, so he's making some sort of cut, an agent, manager-ish. Nate supplements in other ways. Brian says, they'll never be like the PGA Golf and get paid big money. I think you're right. I don't think will ever be to that point. I don't think you're ever going to see the the winner take home 2 to 3 million dollars. 
I do believe will probably hit five digits. I could see the winners walking away with, you know, hundred, maybe $150,000, on a weekend if you're lucky. But I believe that's going to be few and far between. Some just some of the biggest majors. At least that's what I'm going to see in my lifetime, I believe. Someone says, these aren't the olden days when you could go on tour at 960 and occasionally play well. So many players. 960. That's almost what, maybe not, that's a little bit higher. If you're a 960 FPL player, I think you definitely should be on tour. Um, But for FPL, what's it now? Nine, I would say 930. If you're not 930 to 940, 940. You need to be really moving up at 930. Like a fresh 930 golfer to go, I think, to go on tour if you're an FPL player. Where you've got that room to grow. If you've been playing the sport for five, six, seven years and you're kind of topping out at 930, probably not probably not a, a good financial move. Now, if you've got a bunch of financial backing or uh your you know self-made quadrillionaire. Go for it. So let's real quickly talk about this Elite Series Plus event and the fact that Paul Macbeth is going to be not in attendance because if you follow him on socials, the next six or eight weeks, maybe even more than that, through the European Open, basically, he's over in Europe. He landed in Estonia today. He's going to be playing the Euro Tour. Why? Why not? Paul Macbeth can do what he wants. He's going to go out there and build his brand. He's going to go out and play against the best Europeans in the world. And probably get six, you know, (laughs) these are all silver events. Probably rack up four, five, six wins. It'll be a disappointment when he doesn't win. Let's put it that way. But I love the idea. Because Paul, still competitive in MPO, gets to just go and play different courses. Courses maybe that aren't 11,000 feet. Keep himself fresh for the European Open. Four worlds. I think it's a smart move. And I don't know if he was thinking of that when he went out there. Paul's a very smart guy when it comes to sports. He's a smart guy when it comes to a lot of things, but clearly business, sports, <laughs> athletics, all sorts of stuff Paul's good at. But going out there and playing these courses that probably are not nearly as long as the Pro Tour, a little more technical, more than likely, if they're European-style courses. Now, I don't know all the courses, but the ones that I have watched tend to be more finesse, which, as we know, Paul is phenomenal at. And he is, as someone says on the board, Tim says, he's probably going to help push Discraft in Europe. Discraft, from my understanding, doesn't have a big European foothold. So if he can go over there, glad hand, 
shake some hands, kiss some babies, beat some pros, and establish a little discraft foothold in some places? Why not? Now, that would entail, obviously, work with discraft. That I think you can't just have Paul go in there and play well and be like, yeah, I'm Paul Macbeth. Look at me. I play well and I shoot with these discs. You need to have a coordinated effort with Discraft to have places stock your plastic. So hope maybe they're doing that. Maybe they're pushing that. But Paul's going to come back nice and fresh. He's going to hit the European Open nice and fresh after Sula. We'll see what happens. Dondo discusses that if you were a millionaire, you would be jet-setting across the world, hit Europe, hit Europe before the next big war. I don't know if there's going to be another big war. I don't think that's what Paul's thinking. I think he probably wants to play out there. I think he Assume it would be fun and build his brand. P. Hamill says uh, he's got nothing to lose by playing overseas, as he's because he's only been so-so as here as of late. Yeah, we've seen that from Paul. Maybe lose a little focus here in the states when it's not a major. Just you know, it's not that he's not trying. Clearly. But his mind might be elsewhere. He's got foundation stuff to deal with. He's got, you know, a wife. He's got courses he's putting in. Uh, the Elite Series events, I mean, they matter a little less to him than they do to some people. Uh, he's also getting some DGN promo, so it's all a plan. Yeah, the <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how what happened behind the scenes as far as how that worked. I don't know if the disc golf network, I know they've been wanting to get over to Europe. I don't know if it was coordinated with them or if Paul went over. And at that point, which seems more likely that Paul decided he was going to go over. And then the pro tour said, cool, let's kind of ride this wave. Cause Paul's going to be on the feature card every single round, every single event. More than likely he will be on the live feature card. These are going to be Paul Macbeth showcase rounds. Almost probably every weekend. Every weekend there's an event. There's a good likelihood Paul will be on the first or second card. And if Paul Sea can put out a solid product, we're going to see a lot of Paul Macbeth if you want to. If you want to watch Disc Golf Network. Might as well call the Disc Golf Paul Network. P. Wheat says, do you think uh, Natalie Ryan will try and play the preserve? I don't see why not. I think she'll try. It's obviously a lot of lawyer stuff that I am not even qualified to weigh in on. So I'm sure they'll look at Minnesota and decide if it's worthwhile to file there. If not, if, if they do, they should probably be filing soon. So they don't run into the same kind of issue that they had in California with like an emergency thing. I don't know. We'll find out. 
Jay says the worst that Paul has done this year is finish 25th. 25th for Paul is, and again, air quotes, bad. He's a top 10 guy. I think he still feels that way. And I think he is. So 25th for him is... Uh, oh, PMO says Joe Mez is going to be doing a feature documentary thingy about all his travels. Not shocking at all. Not shocking. Uh, Paul has worked with Joe Mez and the foundation through and through quite a bit. So the fact that there's going to be something there, not surprised at all. Is Natalie eligible for in Europe? I don't know. That's a great question that I don't have an answer to. I don't know what the local laws are as f- uh, for the European Open and the Sula. It, I don't feel like it would make sense for her to go over for just Sula, if assuming the laws were saying you can, you know, she can play here but not here. I don't know. I think it'd be fun to see her go over and play. I like watching Natalie play. Mark Hill says, what did folks think of the Cascade Challenge? Uh, from the little bit I saw, and again, I really didn't watch much. Memorial Day, Memorial Weekend, a lot of outdoors, bonfire, s'mores. Yummy. I, I kind of stayed away from golf this weekend, other than threw some putts in my backyard. But what I did see of the course, it looked like a good mix of wooded and open you know, Ricky coming back, being at 100% now, he says. But that 100% could turn into 50% in a week with, unfortunately, the way Rick's disease is. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, if you do want to watch the F, um, sorry, the MP40, Gatekeeper filmed all of it, and Philo did commentary. So you want to watch Philo commentate on his win? which. I may go and watch. That could be kind of cool. Someone's saying a few too many long holes for the FPO. If it had another couple more short ones, it would have been perfect for FPO. Yeah. I think we would... We should have... God, I would love to see more of a mix... And we're getting back into what we were talking about before. The course is just being too long. I don't think they're too long. I think we have too many long courses. And it's nice to see Maple. I love Maple. I like uh, Smugs because the course, I don't feel like the courses are ridiculously long. You don't have a 700-foot followed by a 1,000-foot, followed by a 600-foot, followed by a 700-foot. You, 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 you just have so many less of those. I want to see more 280-foot, then a 500-foot, then a 330, then a 600. I, I want to see more interspersed short holes because watching players go back and forth is, is, a, is also a skill. But it was all right. In general, the Cascade, a good mix of holes. I think everyone liked it. I don't believe that's where they wanted to be. I think they want to be at the kayak course. And uh, the OTB, I believe, has 
footage from their skins of, of the kayak course. And they're talking about making multiple courses there. It could be a future establishment for the Pro Tour. I'm curious as to wonder, I'm curious to see how long these silver events last. And I'm saying this because I don't know anything. If I did know something, I couldn't say it. So I can say this out loud because I don't know J- Jack. What's the point of the silver events? Other than being less points. Originally, we had thought that they were going to be feeder events, like a small feeder tour. But now they're kind of just treated like pro tour events. The only difference is the amount of money added to them. If we're fine having, because even the pro tour, when they put out these articles and such, they're saying, Hey, the first, their first so-and-so win on the pro tour is, is a silver event, a win on the pro tour. Technically. Yes. Does it feel that way? It feels like a silver win as a spectator. I can't say and never will be able to say what it feels like to win. I'm sure it feels great to win if you're winning your first one or maybe your second one. If you don't have that Elite Series win yet. I'm not sure. There's not much difference other than the amount of added cash. Because we're getting three full days. We're getting all the days of broadcast. It's pulling in. These early ones pull in a lot of the big names because they want to get their quota in. Then they can just kind of fluff off. Like I said, look at this weekend. There were a lot of players that dropped this weekend. Just, we keep track of them on the Skip Ace website. There's a gentleman who puts out a list of players who dropped and added usually the, either the morning of or the day before the event. And this, I think it was like eight, eight or nine deep of players that have that dropped out of the event. Just because they don't have to play. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't see the books. I'd have to look at the money as to what the pro tour. Obviously, they're the pro tour is always looking to add value to the disc golf network. Are the expenses worth what the broadcasting costs are? I don't know. I'm sure they are because you can sell lots of stuff. Dust says, man, you know, you could have hit me up if you weren't alone. Uh, I was supposed to have Ricky on. He bailed on me about an hour, uh, hour an hour before we started to do pickleball. Um, I thought about you, Dust, but I was also reaching out to other pros. Kind of threw a couple feelers out there. Uh, I reached out to Cat Merch. Unavailable. Didn't get back to me. And again, I don't blame them. It wasn't, there wasn't much time when Ricky kind of bailed. Um, and, and I thought about asking, but... I was really kind of hoping someone would pop in and then I could just bring him in real quick. So instead they just did it alone, but I'll get you on there. We'll get you, we'll get you back on. Uh, Stan tall studio says that they're for local players to dance with the pros. That really adds to the local scene. It does add to the local scene, but let's be honest. Does the pro tour care about your local scene? Not really. Nor should they. Does the, does, does the pro tour really care about uh, 
Washington's Cascade Challenge. I mean, they're making, unless you count them making fans, but if the Pro Tour is rolling through your town, you're probably going if you're that big of a fan. Eh. And I think the Pro Tour has great intentions. I'm not knocking on the tour at all. But it's it's cool. It's cool for local pros to be able to step up and play with, you know, uh, Connor O'Reilly and Eagle once in a while or maybe Gannon Burr, let's say like Gannon this weekend who took 18th or whatever it was. A local pro, no reason why they can't take top 20 in a in an event. If you've if you got a good weekend, you've got a 1,005 rated pro who has a good weekend and they're shooting 1020 golf, no reason. Alfred says, i got to get you and Terry on an interview somewhere. I don't think I've ever seen one with you guys on it. Mm. We've done a few small interviews. We did an interview with... We did an interview with uh, the Upshot one time. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of interviews. It would be fun have somebody else ask the questions for a while. I've been around a long time. I might have uh, might have some things to say. Maybe I don't. Honestly, we talk a lot. I recorded a podcast earlier today for Skip Ace talking about my picks for the Portland Open. Who I think. Some uh, some sleepers. Obviously, here's what I'll say. Grab your long arms. Pair them up with a sleeper. I think someone like uh, Max Regetnig, I believe his name is, who played really well here last year. Find someone who can bomb. Th- this looks like it'd be a great course for Albert Tom, but he can't hit the broadside of a barn inside the circle right now. I think he's... 128th on tour and C1X. That's abysmal. Abysmal. He needs to work on something. You could, so you could pick Tom, but good luck with that. I, I, I personally wouldn't for skip base because I, I couldn't trust his putting. He's, and he's worse in C2. Ugh. Same thing for FPO. Go with your long arms, Ella, Holland, Page, And then maybe, I think Jen Allen could be a good one if you want to save some ratings points. And then as well, a uh, Mario Oliva, who's like 945 rated, who throws a mile and has been playing really well lately. So. Daryl asks, John, are you still doing switching for the Pro Tour? Yes, I am. I have, they have not let me go yet. Uh, I just basically have the summer off. I did some at the beginning of the season and come mid August or so I'll be doing some at the end of the season. Just, I said last year at the, or at the end of the year, I told Mo, I said, you know, I'm here if you ever need me, which is true, but I would like to take a small step back and spend some time with my family (laughs) because the last eight, seven or eight years, I haven't. It's it's been a lot of weekends. I was at a cookout on Sunday night. S'mores, God, s'mores are yummy, and I was wearing a disc golf, like a uh, almost like a pullover, you know, kind of like a wind jacket, the midi one for the guys at midi here in town. And a woman looks at me and she goes, "Oh, you play the disc golf thing? You do that?" 
And I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I know, I know a guy who plays locally and this and that. And it's funny because my neighbor, who I, I didn't realize had a temp basket in his backyard, just one of the fold-up ones. And so the first thing I, of course, do, like every golfer, I walk over to see what discs he has. Looks like he's got some old uh, champion plastic, not like the old, old champion plastic, but some champion plastic and an old Z wasp, a GT banger. I'm like, geez, this guy's had these for probably 10 years. And then he, he walked over to my house and he's seen, he knows the basket. I've got the, the full basket with a stack of discs and he, he jokes to me. He's like, yeah, I hear you putting in the backyard. It's constant. This chains, chains, chains. He's like, you must be pretty good. I said, well, I'm usually putting from like 15 feet, 15 to 20 feet. I don't miss those. And those are the ones that I feel like if you miss them in a tournament, you hate yourself. You can miss a 30 footer and kind of what kind of washed off your back. Like, that's eh, a 30 footer, man. You walk up to a 15 footer or 20 footer and miss. It feels awful. So I practice those a lot. That's what he hears his again. He's got one of the fold up baskets, but he's, I told him he's always welcome to come over, but a woman, she's like, you know, you, you, are you involved? It's like, I used to be. And then the whole media thing. And now I, my play has gone down while the media went up and I'm kind of hoping to reverse that. We'll see, but I'm still, I still am doing switching just, Probably not until August or so. Spock Hauser says, could a s'mores malt happen? Yeah, isn't that just kind of a hot cocoa? With maybe a little bit of graham cracker in there, right? Marshmallows, chocolate, throw a little graham cracker, maybe some, maybe a touch of cinnamon in there. Isn't that kind of just what hot cocoa is? Just a s'mores in liquid form? I think that uh, someone asked if I if I asked Philo on the show. I was going to reach out to Philo. Philo is notoriously, I don't want to say flighty. That's not the right word. He's tough to get a hold of sometimes. And it's funny because I did, I looked at all the winners this weekend. And the one that I thought that I might have the best chance with was Ben Calloway. Because the... Uh, I believe it was the Rumble this weekend, the Rumble presented by Discraft. Ben won that, and I thought having Ben, I haven't, we haven't had Ben on in a long time, and I was thinking that Ben Calloway would be a, a fun get. But within only an hour's notice, I, I honestly can't say I, that I tried that hard to get Ben. We have any any other big events this weekend? Tennessee State Championships. That's June 2nd through 4th. It looks like the weather in Portland is going to be great. I was, For the Skip Ace podcast, the other one, I always look for some local music to play. And the two bands that I, from Portland, Oregon, surprisingly there's not a lot of bands from Portland. I would have thought there was. Uh, Modest Mouse. I went with the Dandy Warhols. But if it was going to be rainy and gloomy, I, I was going to go with Elliot Smith because nothing beats a good, like, rainy day Elliot Smith song. 
but we're not here to talk music. I swear to God, we're not going to talk music tonight. We did that a few weeks ago. That's not what Johnny solo podcasts are going to become. Music talk. Not doing that. Do we have anything else that we need to discuss on the show? It's obviously a pretty quiet one. Like I said, Ricky reached out and said he's, he wants to get back on the show, but forgot about the, uh, the pickleball Jomez thing. Because if there's nothing else, we can probably wrap this up for the night. I know it was kind of a quick one, quiet. We're going to let everyone get some sleep tonight. What time is it? Well, like 10 after 10 here in the Midwest. It's a little too late for me to play more, more Zelda. I've been playing a lot of that. Tears of the Kingdom. It's great. That's all it's all I want to do right now. So <laughs> Nick Marky asks, have you taken calls yet? I've not I'm not taking calls, Marky. Not yet. Nick Marky, for those that uh, don't know, is works a lot with the Pro Tour doing graphics. It's Marky, it's funny. I was thinking the other day of how you came in and I had no clue who you were. You're just a guy that was going to sit down and do some Gary was going to teach you graphics. And you were just some like, you weren't hippie looking, but you kind of had that vibe a little bit. And now that I know you a little bit better, clearly I don't associate that with you nearly as much anymore. But uh, just to think where the, where the progression has happened with you, Marky, we used to have to try to find everybody local. Now we can go wherever we want in the world. Kind of fun. Tim says, do a Zelda stream on Twitch with Hannah. I could do that. It'd be a lot of fun. My son, my son and I have been having to share time on the Switch. We only have one Switch because we're not crazy. And he gets home from school and he'll play it. And then at night, we'll do dinner or whatever. At night then, I'll take it over from like 8 till 10 so he's already beat the game, but hasn't done hardly any of the side quests. Me, I went the opposite way. I started doing all the side quests, and I've put off beating the game. So I've got way more like stuff than he does in the game, but he beat the game first. Everyone gets to play their own little way. All right, everybody, it was a fun week. We're, it feels like this, it just feels like it's been a two-week break, honestly. I know we've had the Beaver State Fling and we've had the Cascade Challenge, but these are not elite events, so it just it's, it feels slow. We're getting Portland. And what does the schedule look like after that? That's actually a really good question. Now let's go to dgpt.com. And I think we've got a two-week break. Then we go to DDO. Yeah. So this weekend, June 1st through 4th is the Portland. Then they've got a two-week break while we go over to the DDO. And then the week after that is the Des Moines Challenge. Is there a there's gotta be a silver between Portland and DDO, right? Right? It is. It's Zootown. The Zootown Open in Missoula, Missouri. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Montana. The font is tiny on my screen. Missoula, Montana at the Zootown Open. 
know, Missouri would be eh, not that far out of the way. But Missoula, Montana at the Zootown Open, that's a popular event. I know a lot of pros for a long time really loved playing that. Yuli, that was a huge, Yuli was a huge fan of uh, Zootown. And if there's an event that that guy, that he's going to play well at, it's going to be that one. So, for me, Johnny V, I, I don't think I even have an after show in me. Because this kind of was a after show. I'm reading the board now. Someone did correct me, Montana. <laughs> yes. Missouri is a little further out of the way. Although, like I said, it's right next to Kansas, so it wouldn't be, like, way out of the way. But my font was pretty tiny. All right. We're going to wrap this up. I'm reading the board right now, and I'm, you know... It's just the way it is. Uh, <laughs> Spockhauser says, do an after show. I, I, I don't know if I have an after show in me. We talked. We just talked. All I've been doing is playing Zelda and doing gardening. I I, re, I replanted some grass. Like I said, I had these big bare spots in my yard. We had a, a, a disc golfer, good friend of ours, Jason Sanfilippo, put in a patio last year and tore up my yard because he put it in in spring. And he brought these big heavy haulers and it just tore up my yard. So we replanted it last year and it took like 85%, but there's still like patchy spots. Like you it's like, oh, there's a big dirt patch. And so I, I overseeded it, got it a little bit better. I'm overseeding it again this year, but then there were spots where we pulled out some trees in the yard and whatnot. So there's just some big bare patches. Well, when we were tearing up our garden, we reused some of that sod and moved it from the garden where it was over to the thing is so I'm hopefully, hopefully it'll take just fine keep it watered all that stuff so i don't have like four or five just you know put your arms together like a hug and that's about the size of what like some of these bare spots were hopefully we're gonna get rid of those but we'll see i gotta keep up on it i'm not the best when it comes to gardening or outdoor stuff i kind of hate it <laughs> i'm not intimidating any neighbors with my chains in the backyard so I want to thank everybody for joining tonight. It's quarter after 10. It's going to be a short one. Heater Nuggets, I'm going to go Nuggets. I think the Heat's magic ride is about over. They'll probably win one game. The Nuggets are well-rested right now. The Heat have just come back from a f- almost lost a 3-0 deficit, or 3-0. They were up 3-0 and almost came back to lose it against the Celtics. So I think the Nuggets are going to win in five. Someone says Nuggies in six. I think it's going to be Nuggies in five. Nuggets are a great team. And I think that, uh, like I said, the Heat's magic is starting to fail away. They're just lucky they beat, not lucky, they beat the Bucs. I think, or I think the Bucs would be where they are right now. Eh, but you know what? That's why you play the game. So for episode 457, I'm your host, Johnny V. Terry Miller will be with us next week again. As I said, he is on a plane right now. Probably frustrated, maybe watching the show. Probably not, though. Probably doing editing, knowing him. Or watching some awful Netflix series, which he tends to do. I will be back with Terry next week, and we will summarize the Portland Open. Hopefully, we'll get the Portland Open's winner on. If we're lucky, it's Ricky. Let's just let Ricky win, and then he can come on and talk about the last two weeks. And he'll tell us all about his pickleball challenge. So, 
for everyone here, me at Smashbox TV, have a wonderful night, and we'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.